Sports Meets Beer. We haven't done that in a while. In a long time. Man. <laughs> uh, I hope and thank God your vocal cords are up to it. That across from me, the beautiful, soulful voice, that is Brad Barmore. Hi. I am Ben Perry, <laughs> and you've tuned into the Sports Meets Beer podcast. Nice. Hey, welcome, was, everybody. Very professional. Hey, thank you. Very I worked, worked on that all day long, driving back and forth from Willits this weekend. Skull train. I'm still... My voice is still wrecked from singing karaoke and partying for two days straight. Oh, my God. It's pretty fun. I know you're wrong. I'm, I'm sure Melanie was like, hey, Ben said that that's something that we should totally go to next year. I'm like, uh, yeah, we should. I looked at her. I'm like, this feels like a test. This feels like a test. This feels like a test. <laughs> like, yeah, we totally should. No, our wives were the ones who I'm like, they were, you know, they were at soccer talking. And could, could this be any more of a married adult life conversation? <laughs> yeah. So your, our wives were talking while we were watching soccer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it basically equated to I told him about all about the bands that were playing, the food and all that stuff that was good. Um, it was it's awesome. I was just thinking to myself too, you would shit on the food. The food the guys are very nice that make the food, but you would be shitting all over it. You'd have to you'd bring your own smoker and do your own thing <laughs> at the fucking set, and then people come by, walk by, and take samples and be like, oh, that that's better than the other food over there. Um, I wouldn't sabotage. I would sabotage. Sure, whatever. Uh, anyways. But my weekend started there. Just a quick, a quick breakdown of that event. Uh, at three a.m. Friday, I drove my truck in a trailer that was overloaded with kegs and beer in it up to Willits, dropped it off, turned around, came home in time for a seven o'clock meeting at the distributor, and then got home to say goodbye to kids, kiss them goodbye before they go to school, give them a hug, tell them I'll be home Sunday, you know, Saturday to watch Jackson, and then I proceeded to go. Up there, party that night. Woke up the next morning, drove down, watched Jack's soccer game, went home, showered, pooped, went back up there. Uh, and so it was a lot, just a lot of driving just, back and forth. I don't want to like split hairs. You showered and then pooped? No, I pooped then showered. Oh, okay. All right. That's, yeah, that's, that's much more yeah. civil. <laughs> right. Okay. So now, so you're back, so you're back up there now. You're back up back Saturday. Back up there, then partied Saturday night. But I mean, obviously, when I say party, I'm working shifts, pouring beers, helping people out, doing stuff. So it was party. a lot of, it, well, yeah, but it was a lot of. I mean, I was fucking long days, so it was uh, it was fun. A lot of things, a lot of a lot of beer was consumed. It was awesome. Yeah, all in all, it was pretty rad. So, well, I definitely something we'll do next year. I can't wait to go next year. Uh, but speaking of, so out of the frying pan into the fryer, we got three awesome beers in front of us. Well, we have three beers in front of us. I will we'll determine if which one of them is awesome. You loyal listener, we'll do the tasting for you. So this first guy we got in front of us is from a uh, brewery uh, known as Laughing Monk. They're based out of San Francisco. These are like the new, the new hot brewery everyone's talking about. One uh, of the new. Yeah, I this the sales rep for these guys have been trying to get in touch with me uh, for a while. We've been trying to connect um, to do some sampling and whatnot, and we finally connected today. And he was uh, gracious enough to leave some beer for us to try for the podcast, which is very exciting. Um, I feel like all of a sudden I've seen these guys everywhere, and I was mentioned that to uh, the sales rep today. His name's Scott, and I go, "Hey, I feel like all of a sudden I've been seeing you guys everywhere." He goes, "Well, we bought our own canning line, so now we are able to get we have a lot more cans in like Oliver's and Whole Foods and that kind of stuff, yeah. Bottle Barn. So you're seeing our brand out a lot." I go, oh, "That makes a ton of sense." But um, this first one we have, it's, uh, it's called Sister Strata. It's a wet hop IPA. comes in at 6.9 ABV, 70 IBUs. Apparently the Strata hop is something that's really new. I don't know much about it. 
Um, and according to the legend on this beer, uh, they flew in the hops in the morning and it was uh, brewed that afternoon with the hops. Um, picked and flown in that same day and then brewed the same day. So um, so I don't know. The, the note says um, we're going to get a lot of pineapple, some pine in the nose, finishes with bitterness reminiscent of the classic West Coast IPA. So just a quick quick note too on that strata hop that was uh, developed by Oregon State University. Oh, cool! So it's one of those things where it's a new developmental. It's still being Corvallis. Uh, AATMF Ben, what color do we see when we look at this thing? We go through this. Um, I mean, this is like a, God. It's it's crazy. It changed like three colors just by <laughs> yeah, by how it's I mean your your light behind it. It's um you know super translucent. It's got a nice color to it, but ultimately I, I'm going to land on. You know, kind of a dark gold. Yeah. Um. You know, a really, really, really. You know, it's it's a, it, it it's wants co- to it's have not quite copper, but close. No, no, no. Exactly. It needs a little bit more brown to be copper. Uh. But this is yeah, just like a really, really, really dark gold. Probably the best way to say it. Um. And the aroma in this thing is absolutely. It's it's hoppy, but yep. it's just you can tell a single hop. Yes. Right away, right? It's just one. When I say one noted, it doesn't sound. It's not meant to be a insult. It's just very straightforward. Yes. You get that brightness. You get a little bit of pine out of it. Uh, you just you get that flavor. You can you can get that hop aroma. I should say flavor. Hop they, aroma out of it. They said pineapple in the nose, and it's that's dead on to me. There's, and I get a little bit of the. I get a little bit of like a sweet. From the malt, maybe even. Yeah, you can. No, you totally do. Because then, when you when you jump in for a sip, you definitely get a malt backbone. Yes. With that sweetness, um, but it's not a it's not a an alcohol sweetness. It's not that that gravity sweetness. No. They find in other breweries. Uh, it's it's just that really nice, really gentle, real friendly uh, sweetness on the back end, which is interesting. Uh, but you do get hop aroma, hop flavor. Yeah. The flavor translates. It smells just like it tastes, which is. Obviously, the point of a single hop beer. Sure, and when it's when it's got this, it's got this quality to it. That's totally desirable. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, it's consistent from nose to finish. I'm not getting a ton of passion fruit, which is one of the notes that they claim we'd, we'd get. I don't. I'm not, I don't get a ton. Uh, this is from the website, not from your sell sheet. Mm. Uh, your one sheeter. Um, I don't get passion fruit, but that's okay because I think there's probably a little too much. Fruit going oh, that, on in beer right now. That tropical fruit note, yeah, that definitely, uh, it definitely this, is pervasive. This is very refreshing. Yeah, there's a dryness to it. That I mean, the head retention on this is pretty good. The carbonation level is nice. There's a dryness to it that makes this really, makes this really, really desirable. It makes me want to go back in like immediately. For sure. It's also got very, very soft mouthfeel. Yes. It's very. It's uh, dare I say. It caresses your palate. <laughs> hey It's it's really in a good like it's really, really it's very soft and supple. It's crazy. It's almost it's like it's got some of that they've got their water chemistry down, it would seem. They do. Water properties are on point, on fleek. Uh <laughs> yes, I just said that. <laughs> but no, it's it's uh, it's delicious. Uh this is a really, really well well made beer. Really um, you know, a lot of times we get these single hop IPAs and it is you know, mosaic seems to be the one that we see the most, right? Um, or at well, least that's, that's a universal one, it's and that's so the one easy. that we see. And it's it is mosaic, like yeah. you know it immediately, right? And maybe it's just because this strata hop is not one that I'm particularly familiar with up until now. Um, it doesn't scream at me that this is the one hop, and everything about this is this one hop. Maybe it's just because it's a 
you know, maybe it's because it's, I, I would hesitate to call it a, you know, a more restrained hop. I mean, it's got 70 IBUs, you know. I, 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 it I, definitely doesn't taste like that. No. So I, I don't know. I just, I think that there is some real, be- you know, we say this all the time, the genius is in the restraint sometimes, right? I think right. there's real beauty in the restraint in this beer. I think it's, it's really well done. For sure. Yeah. No, I'm really, really, really impressed. And I'm curious what they're, how they're offering the cherry plum pulpit. Yeah, well, um, let me go get uh, cups that I can dump and we can rinse. Okay. Because I, I freaking forgot. One last little note on that sister strata I wanted to make was uh, Scott had mentioned to me that, um, you know, he asked when he dropped it off today if we were going to drink it today or tomorrow or whatever. I said, you know, we were going to do it tonight because he mentioned that he had, pour, you know, he had, he had put it in the crowler on Friday or Saturday and that today was probably the last day it was going to be fresh. And so I was just mentioning to Ben that, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it was close to not being as fresh as it could possibly be or not. Nothing tasted off. It still had a very, you know, distinct nose to it. So I don't know if it's just the caliber of the beer is such that it was able to sort of withstand well, a couple know, of days in the crowler or... Well, a fresh hop beer, you know, the intention of that, you don't go through all those steps and all the heartache and fly, you pay the extra freight and flying in your ingredient, your raw ingredients to let it sit. Right. So I think that's probably one of those things where this is still, I think we'd find this to be as good, if not better, had we had it a little fresher. I, I think there was nothing wrong with this beer. This is a very, obviously, a shelf-stable beer. Yeah. Within a week, that's pretty remarkable. You're you're not going to find that in most beers. Very, no. very few. Even, I think, even, I, I've never seen this on print anywhere, but I think even Stone falsifies their dates on when Joy buys kind of thing when they bring stuff into the market i just feel like that there's a little bit of some untruth to that really sometimes yeah Interesting. just my perspective what do i know right, well, let's jump let's jump i figure this. anyone that's gonna pick a fight with keith stone yeah <laughs> probably isn't the most trustworthy person <laughs> yeah right um well let's go yeah the next one the the cherry plum pulpit so uh, apparently, some. this is a beer that apparently they've done with a few different fruits over the uh, course of their uh, career here. Um, it was suggested to me today that um, even though it comes at an 8.7% um, with the amount of fruit that they add uh, to the beer itself, that there's a lot more residual sugar in it, that it might actually come in a little bit higher than the 8.7 that's listed. Interesting. They also have a strawberry pulpit, too. It's on there. It looks pretty delicious. Um, so this is a Belgian This is a Belgian triple. Um Looking at the this AATMF looks nothing here. like it does on the on the website. <laughs> FYI, um, it smells like cherry. Sports Meets Beer podcast is brought to you by Advanced Auto Glass and Detail. Advanced Auto Glass and Detail is committed to providing you with the highest quality premium glass products and a professional installation by certified technicians. They are experienced in every aspect of glass replacement or repair, offering factory replacement or a premium aftermarket upgrade. They even deal with those annoying windshield rock chips that show up out of nowhere. They offer free local mobile service and offer a full warranty on all workmanship for as long as you own your vehicle. And across the street at Advanced Detail, they specialize in cars, trucks, vans, RVs, boats, show cars, trailers, and more. They are a full-service auto detailing shop. Offering exterior wash, polish and wax, interior vacuum, shampoo, trim detail, and even smoke and odor removal. Water spot and scratch removal, paintless dent repair, it's all available at Advanced Auto Glass in detail. Advanced Auto Glass, look for the purple building at 2460 Santa Rosa Avenue. 
And right across the street is Advanced Auto Detail at 2549 Santa Rosa Avenue. Advanced Auto Glass, 707-526-5700. Advanced Auto Detail, 707-526-2200. Let Advanced Auto Glass in Detail take care of all of your automotive needs. Yeah, you go through this. It does have... um it does have an interesting color hue to it. Um, this is, uh, it's kind of like a light pink, almost like a fuchsia shade to it. Mine does. You don't see that? Not really. Okay. Maybe if I hold it up against the red brick, maybe that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me hold it to my, the, red, the red light on my phone. Um, well, let's color aside, uh, appearance aside. Um, I do, uh, you know, this has got a nice little haze to it. And obviously, we know the haze craze is there. Um, but I'm finding the first thing that uh, I notice is that the uh, CO2 level is off. Yeah, there's not, there's none. There's <laughs> zero CO2. Which, you know, a Belgian triple traditionally doesn't have a ton. But this is, this is there's something wrong with this for sure. Um, I'm not, and I don't, this doesn't taste like a Belgian at all to me. Do you have any of the Belgian funk that you're picking up? None. Um, this beer has gone flat. The beer has gone bad. Uh, yeah, this is not the beer that they set out to make. No, I can't see that. Maybe they, and you know what? Maybe they did, but I really don't feel like that's an accurate description. Based on what we just tasted, yeah, exactly. This based is on what we just tasted, this is not difference. it. This is not it. Well, Laughing Monk, you have our attention for sure. The the Sister Shy was the first beer of yours that we had had. Um, or at least that I'd had. Did you had anything of theirs before? Uh, not that I want to admit to. All right. Just kidding. Fair enough. <laughs> no, nothing uh, I can recall what it was. Uh, no, so uh, that's just right. It was the first one that I had, and it was awesome. Very much worth the hype. Um, but this uh, cherry plum pulpit, I just think it's a bad application here. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, think it's, it's the beer. I think it's the crowler. That's uh, probably a good guess. There's no carbonation to speak of. There's no nose really to speak of. There's just nothing to it. Almost like it's been sitting out for a while. Um, well, that's a freaking drag, that's dude. A that is a bummer. All well, right, well, let's let's do this last little guy. We're gonna pour this last one into wine glasses because it's fancy. So we are recording that's the F A F fancy as, as fuchsia. Um, yeah. We are fancy recording here in Fieldsburg, California, or as our good friend uh, the Cuban chef would like to say, Hedelsburg. Uh, <laughs> And right across the way it was is just in town, by the way. I know. Uh, right across the way is the Bear Republic Brewery, and Bear Republic is starting to do a really great job with making sure that they have boots on the ground and actually selling their product locally, as opposed to just relying on the uh, people knowing what uh, Racer Five is. So they've got some really cool well, sort of geeky beer stuff that they're doing, and well, they're, they're actually just, they're they're actually brewing what they're what they're capable of, right? That's the thing. They just didn't they never really participated in the specialty stuff, right? Um, you know, Racer X was a big thing for a while, and yeah. and that was a one time a year, and then it it was Cafe Racer and Racer yeah. variants, right? And I yeah. mean, to me, I think one of the coolest beers they do is Red Rocket. It's my favorite beer that they make. Um, and they were doing Mexican lagers before it became hip and trendy. I'll, I'll yeah, give, I'll give them that for sure. They've they had LLC for a long time, but this is neither one of those. This is this is basically a double. Red Rocket. Double Red Rocket, and it's aged in Four Roses bourbon barrels. So it's a double rye IPA aged in bourbon barrels. So uh, 
when this was dropped off today, again, I said, hey, I'm doing a podcast tonight. I might be interested in trying that. If you have any, you could drop off. And lo and behold, there it is. There was one that got dropped off. So uh, we're drinking this one out of a wine glass. This is a big 13 percenter. It's a big boy. Yeah, this. um, That's that's uh, that's a big beer. It's a big beer. So Um, you're definitely you're not going to want to drink this ice cold. You're going to want to drink this in some sort of a. a, uh, snifter or a wine glass you're going to let this warm up a little bit for sure um, and this is one you could probably lay down without ha- i have not tasted it at all but just seeing the abv on this and well you have 13 percent. i mean you're yeah you can lay it down lay it down let it mellow perhaps i but, mean that's uh, this is essentially you know 13 percent puts you in barley wine world, yes you know world so so looking at the color on this this is a dark, dark. mahogany brown yes dark uh it's so dark that my books smell of rich mahogany uh, the head on this has like that espresso crema kind of color to it. Not a ton of the head on it, though. No, um, usually, you know, something like this, you know, your Imperials aren't going to have a ton of a ton of CO2 volume in them in the beer. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those things where you don't necessarily, this is going to be a slow sipper. Yes. So to have a reduced CO2 level is pretty common, in, in, in my experience, it's been pretty common because you don't necessarily need to get filled up. You don't need to have... You're not looking for the bubbles at this point. You're looking for what this, what flavors are trying to impart into this. And this is big. It's got really big flavors. The uh, oakiness just, in this thing is crazy. Just the the nose on this alone, it smells like the holidays to me. And I just, I mean, it's just. You know, like it's that. funny. I don't get the. I I know where you're going with that. I don't get any of the like the holiday uh, spice. Notes no, I don't. I'm not even talking about the holiday spice. Okay. I'm talking about like this is a special occasion beer. Like oh yes, I can see that. This just the rich, rich oak nose to it. Uh, you know, just the the rye. There's just a lot of that that exists in this in the nose of this beer, and it and as it warms, it's only going to get more intense. That's the other thing too. The noses. Um, it tells you for protein pairing, uh, you know, beef pork, but I think wild game. Yes, uh, this would be it's a, a great s- call. Really, really good with wild game. Yeah, I mean, venison totally would be, I mean, phenomenal with this. But it's, I mean, you get out of that nose, I mean, it's just, it's delicious oak. It's deli- I mean, it's just, it's got good, good malt flavor that's paired well with that bourbon flavor and has the oakiness to it. You can really taste the oak barrel. And you can really, the rye profile from the IPA holds up also. There's like that pepper dryness. Yeah. That really, like, you get the oak in the nose, you get the oak in the initial, uh, in the initial sort of feel on your tongue. The initial, I shouldn't probably cover my mouth over in front of the microphone like that. That's pretty stupid. That's okay. Uh, um, but you get that initially, and then there's a rye spice to it that kind of there cuts is. through that. And then there's just sort of the ester of oak in your nose and palate. It's not on your tongue, it's not cloying, it's not rich, but it's just sort of like you could just sort of sense oak in the finish of this beer. Along with the rye, the rye really cleaves through that really nicely. It does. Uh, the other part, it's a. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this knowing damn well it's a 13 percent beer. It's really boozy. It is really boozy. So it's got a little bit of alcohol burn. I think it like letting this sit for six months would be great. Um, I think right now, I mean, you could probably even let it sit for the holidays, right? You could have this. This could be like a Christmas dinner. Even Thanksgiving probably, and it would mellow out a little bit. Well, I ordered one of these for Kinsmoke, and we're gonna we're gonna start pouring it right around uh, Thanksgiving. Nice, <laughs> just you know, a little bit longer anyway. Um, but I overall, I am 
I'm thoroughly impressed. I'm Very like, impressed with this beer. This is this is not uh, a beer that this is not a style of beer that they've done really in a long mm-hmm. time that I've tried. Guys, um, it warms up. I'm getting a lot more of the date, the date flavor. Yes. Uh, you know the date, the 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 little bit of prune, a little bit of date, dark dark fig. fruit. Yeah, yeah, dark fruit. Not to be confused with the dark arts. Right. No, the uh, yeah, the toasted oak, that marshmallow, like char, charred wood is definitely there. This this brings all the things I wanted out of this beer, from it being my favorite beer that they make, the Red Rocket. Right. To being a barrel aged in four roses barrels, you know all those things. All of the things I wanted out of this beer are definitely here, and then some. It's right. really, really well done. It's delicious. This is a good beer for sure. I'm just, I'm so, I was so concerned about it. It's boozy for sure. I was so concerned though about the all the residual sugar and it just being sticky and being a mess. And that's not what this is at all. Which that's you know when I mentioned that barley wine comment that it's usually you know most people the barley wines are so intense. Yeah. And they have so much sugar content that it's really hard. It's so sweet. It's hard to balance the two. And this, I think, it like dodges that stereotype of sweetness. And it just does a really, really good job of delivering the beer. Still having it taste like beer. Yeah. Uh, just with imparting all that, like I said, the oakiness, the bourbon barrel, everything else. This is really good. I'm really impressed. Bear Republic. Well done indeed. Well... I'm staring at a half-empty glass of Cavassier. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, those are the three beers. Episode 77, I think we just got in the books, buddy. We did the uh, Laughing Monk Sister Strata, the Cherry Plum Pulpit from Laughing Monk, and then also the uh, Bear Republic uh, Booster Rocket. Be a chance to get your hands on the Booster Rocket or the Sister Strata. We definitely recommend that um, for sure. Check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter on Untapped. Email the show at sportsmeetsbeer at gmail.com. Sports meets M-E-A-T-S, like the protein beer at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Suggestions for beers. Tell us to go fuck off. Whatever you want to do. It's all good <laughs> with us. But uh, until we catch up the next time, I'm Brad Barmore saying sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>